Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuccinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Hi, everyone. Welcome to ActiveSpirituality.life with Pamela Cuccinell and Susie Mazzoli. We are looking at week 38. Uh, we are already looking at Monday, the 20th of September. Pam will tell us all about what's happening this week. And I'll be back, as always, with your meditation. Pam, what's ahead for us? What's ahead indeed? So September 20th is a full moon in the sign of Pisces. And this full moon is coming off that new moon in Virgo that I talked about a couple of weeks ago where we had this very, hopefully you've been able to utilize and work it to your best advantage this energy that's very much about kind of taking the task at hand, following through, initiating, um, composting is something I love to say around this time of year, and I will be talking more and more about it as we get deeper into autumn, because it's so much about whether you're on the northern or southern hemisphere, actually, um, this quadrant is about basically moving in to a new cycle by either, if you're in the southern hemisphere, it's about blooming, coming out of winter, or in this hemisphere, it's about releasing and moving taking that energy composting it and moving into winter so that things can get very rich and fecund and create something new so the 20th monday that full moon in pisces which is lit by the virgo sun is really informed by the healing aspects of self what is your daily weekly, monthly, yearly rituals that feed your soul. Uh, one of the things about being human is that, or any biological creature actually, is that we are as good as our maintenance and our awareness of our connection to the bigger ecosystem uh, biosphere even. And so the Pisces full moon basically gets lit and informed and luminous based on how well we've been doing that self-care, attention to details, vibrancy within our how do we 
really allow the best part of ourselves to be. One of the things that I'm struck by as I'm talking about this is I was working with a um, a teacher I work with a lot. And one of the things that I was told is that we think we know who we are, but that's actually who we were. We in the present are also shape-shifting and creating who we truly are and what we want to be and grow towards. This is all part of the lifespan which we have in this period of time on the planet. And therefore that awareness in a very Virgoan sense with how we take care of that lifespan as best we can is what gives our soul the ability to really blossom and shine its light. And so Pisces with this full moon is really asking us to deep dive, go into a real understanding of what that um, those subliminal urges are, not just subliminal with the uh, complexes or the reactions or the things that at time feel beyond our control, but also what is the purpose or striving that you are working to obtain in this lifetime. And it can be very elusive. That's one of the Piscean <laughs> mysteries in that, I mean, you might say, oh, I want to be a better person or I want to be a better artist or I want to leave something or have an impact in some way. I want to have more friends. I want to bring in a, a beloved I want to surround myself in a beautiful environment and really augment and support nature. All those things are wonderful goals and things to achieve and make happen. But it starts with the seed impulse, the, the awareness that you already are who you intend to be. And so that Virgoan understanding of this is this is how I oil the machine or make the thing work in order to be who I intend to be. And by doing that, you're already there. You may not be what you consider the ultimate perfection of it, but that's your lens of how you're looking at it. And so this full moon offers us an opportunity to really see ourselves in our absolute, complete perfection essence, who we truly are as souls who came in and deserve to manifest and create whatever it is that longing is. And there's, a, there's an ease or a peacefulness that can happen with the longing, which seems counterintuitive, but to know that the longing is part of the perfection 
is the art of full soul expression. So this is a lovely day. Cut to the chase, Pamela. This is a lovely day to really celebrate the fact that you are here. And even though there might be a longing or a sense of uh, restlessness or not quite in the zone of perfection because of everything that's going around you, it's a perfect day to filter out the noise unless you absolutely have to be news centric or pay attention to what's coming across on your data feed. Um, limit what it is you're exposed to because the absolute wonder is to be able to go to the pieces that are really meant to be something that you reflect in and reflect out and not be distracted by all the noise or the minutia that's trying to pull you down. You want to buoy up and float today. That's the that's the beauty. You want to be that incandescent light that's on the surface of a beautiful phosphorus pool where we see those uh, light sources that reflect from a full moon at night in a phosphorescent pool. And the worry or concern about too many details isn't where you want to take yourself. It's more about the light shines in what may seem like darkness. So shine your light today, shine your light indeed, and know that even that the act of wanting to shine your light has its shine. So the moon goes void, of course, at 7.55 p.m. And it's void until the late evening, 11.13 p.m., so this is an absolutely delicious evening to turn yourself over to music, to art, to meditation, to things that allow you a sense of the numinous and the possible, the, the infinite potential of what's out there. And don't, don't let yourself be pulled under by anything that feels small. This is, this is a big energy evening that just wants you to float. When the moon's void, of course, it's best not to try to get anything done other than the simple rituals of taking a bath, meditating, therapeutic work, uh, an, an easy dinner, all the things that fill and restore you. Once the moon enters Aries at 11.13 p.m. in the times I give her Eastern times, so adjust, please, depending on where you are. Once it enters Aries, we're in very kind of revving up energy. So for many of us, it may be better to get to sleep a little on the early side that evening because Aries moon can kind of kickstart things that might be better to sleep and just refuel until the next day. Very almost agitated morning on Tuesday morning, which interestingly is the UN International Day of Peace. Um, this day is a bit 
um, uh, fraught because of pictures in the sky with uh, Mars especially. And then we're also getting into eventually um, a harder picture with Mercury. And what this suggests is that we're in a time when um, it's so important that you say things the way you mean to say them and don't react. So a lot of times we react quickly to things that are said. And there are times when we have to react quickly because there's a detour or a bump in the road. And it's really important to keep on high alert on what's out there. And that is really important on Tuesday, the 21st. But don't let it fry you. Don't let it like get you too edgy or restless. Uh, realize that high alert and having a reaction also gives the ability to avoid anything that's going to really wound or hurt someone, including yourself. And yet it's also important to sit with things that maybe sometimes you feel um, deserve. A, in other words, the image I'm getting is it's, it's so important not to overreact. And we see this all the time with what happens with military or with law enforcement. It's, it's much better to temper watch, um, slow something down, uh, minimize the impact so that basically you're deterring whatever might be the real problem and not creating a bigger problem. That's what's really important on the International Day of Peace, the 21st. That being said, we can also assert ourselves, get a lot done, and move forward. Wednesday is the fall equinox when the sun enters Libra, which it does at 3.21 p.m. And this particular equinox, which carries us over the next um, six months year with its energy, which is about, as I said earlier, depending on southern uh, or um, northern hemisphere, it's regardless of if you're looking at it as the autumn or the spring equinox, it's still a time when the wheel is turning and how it's turning is in a way that has to do with giving us a sense of equilibrium, the dark with the light, giving us a sense of um, you can't have one without the other. There's a reason why this moves into the sign of Libra because we strive for balance. We strive to um, be a person who listens to both sides of the story. Maybe we don't do that, but it behooves each of us to do that. The more strident or um, strong you are about a certain way of being, the more important, especially around this time, it is to look at why do I hold that conviction and it's so important to me that someone else be wrong um, because, or the reverse, why do I feel so like this is not the road I should go down and that other road 
is a better road. There's so many facets to look at and it can be crazy making. But the important thing with this particular autumn equinox is to be aware of how, and I've talked about this for months and years at this point with the different bigger configurations in the sky. It's so important that we really look in stark light and awareness of things that seem to be polar opposites because what we're creating is something that cannot find equilibrium and that's why it's really really valuable especially at this point in time especially with so many stark divisions that are going on with human rights women's rights pandemic issues um, financial um, stability, uh, people's uh, ability to feed themselves, disparity of rich and poor. I could go on and on and on and on. But the important thing is to look at how do we achieve balance instead of so much division. And one person can't necessarily solve it but we can meditate um, and see how in ways we might be able to quiet those divisions or listen better or create dialogue better. And that's what is being asked of us at this time. So you might find the 21st and 22nd, you get into arguments, really deep divisions, really strong polarities and I would say that's part of what we're being shown to reflect on, to consider where do I find a place to erode this seemingly immovable structure. The moon goes void, of course, at 10.05 p.m. the evening of the 22nd. Relax, please make sure you've put out um, good discharge of energy that day so you can sleep well that night. Thursday the 23rd, the moon enters Taurus at 8.38 a.m. And um, again, there's a, a picture in the sky between Venus and Uranus that has affected the couple of days I've talked about in the wee hours of Thursday morning. So upsets in relationships or surprises or attraction to something you wouldn't usually be attracted to. These are things, again, to consider, look at, pay attention to, but decide if you're going to invest or how much it really matters to um, uh, engage in the disruption or upset, uh, or, or it could be some sort of revelation that changes a perspective. And some of us may just wake up with kind of a, an awareness of, huh, look at that, how I'm seeing that differently. So chew on that while the moon is in the sign of Taurus. And we have a couple of really good days to process that. Thursday actually has some bumpiness to it. Uh, we may confront um, some authority, some responsibility, commitments that are difficult. We may, again, 
feel ourselves getting into arguments or detours. Um, the less you can engage and the more you can sit with something and chew on it and follow it through, the better. Because Taurus really talks about the slow consideration. On Friday, the 20th, oh, and always with Taurus, I point out, please give yourself restorative meals, uh, a relaxation time, rest, because uh, the moon in Taurus is a time that really demands this of some of us. Um, but for others, it's just okay. Stay with this project, follow it through. It's very grounded, earth uh, reinforcing energy. Uh, Friday the 24th, um, beautifully aspected moon at this point in time, uh, really high energy day, may for some people feel like um, a little tension between what you want and need. Uh, this is especially acute for people who are born with moon, Venus, difficult aspects but it can bring a lot of reconciliation and reconsiderations of things that were perceived as dis difficult or lack or things that we couldn't have, but actually are in the long run um, things that teach us something. And then everything energetically improves when we get to Saturday the 25th. Uh, even though Friday, really strong day for completing, integrating, follow through, excellent for that. Same is true on the 25th. Uh, the thing to keep in mind is this really nice window that runs um, from about 7 a.m. to about, uh, where are we? To about, well, actually through about almost 6 p.m. that night that's very good about opportunity and to continue with the things that are already in progress. What we want to keep in mind at this point in time is that Mercury is going retrograde on Sunday and uh, it, it does so until mid-October. So we want to basically be aware that Things initiated during Mercury retrograde don't necessarily go as planned. It's great for reviewing, editing, all the re's, like reconsider. Um, but, you know, for those of us born with Mercury retrograde, none of that is necessarily so. This can be actually fabulous time for those people. Um, so Saturday, as I said, good day. Um, the moon goes void, of course. At 9.09 a.m. And it doesn't enter Gemini until 8.36 p.m. So good day, but don't start anything new advisably. And nor sign contracts advisably. 26th is when Mercury does go retrograde. Well, actually, it's more like the wee hours of Monday morning for those Eastern time. But overall, it's still a good day, moon in Gemini, and really good for communicating and cleaning up those things that were awkward that I talked about earlier in the week, really understanding conversations one-on-one, -on -one, listening better, and looking at the other side. 
And that polarity isn't necessarily with a relationship or someone else in your life. It can be when you look at the mirror. And now I turn it over to Susie. What a wonderful uh, subject to meditate on, looking in the mirror and um, understanding polarity, stepping in someone else's boots, yeah? Mm-hmm. I figured that was right up your uh, <laughs> your right conversation up the, guidance. Thank you. Right up the therapy alley, I would say. Like the hardest thing for people, I think, are... So hard. Yeah, the arguments. Okay. So let's jump in there for our meditation. And as we start, just take a few deeper breaths. And just feel yourself kind of filling up your boots, filling up your own boots. And when we fill up our boots, we're kind of filling up our ego, filling up our sense of self, filling up um, the, the things that make us us and in a lot of ways our our belief systems, what we think is right and wrong, what we believe in, uh, what we side with, culture, religion, politics, medical, COVID, masks, vaccinations, the list goes on and on and on and on and on. (laughs) So just let yourself kind of really sit now in your own boots. Where do you have strong convictions? What do you really believe in? What do you really know? Uh, what do you really understand? What are you really trained in? What are you really skilled at? What are you really experienced at? Just really just sit in those boots. And enjoy it. All the things that you know, all the things that you feel, all the things that you've seen and done, all of the experience. We can consider this kind of an intelligent um, kind of sitting in the boots. And we can kind of also think of it like sitting in my boots of my wisdom remembering that everything that we experience, even if 10,000 people experience it or 10 million people experience it, it's still your personal experience. It's still your uh, mind that is interpreting the world and interpreting everything. So even though we're all looking at the same plant and we all call it a plant and we all see it as green, 10 million people have a different experience. So just sit in your individual experience. Soak it up. Soak up and and really feel proud. Feel Feel some gratitude for all of the years you've been on this planet good times, bad times, hardships, achievements, and just really allow the glow of wisdom, the glow of experience to to be strong and powerful. So you're 
kind of like enjoying the weight of all of your experience of being here, of being in this world, of being a human being, of being a person, being a, a creature in this world, living with all of the rules and regulations, all of the freedoms and liberties, living with it all. And from everything that you've learned, from everything that you've seen, you've created concepts, you've created pathways in your brain, you've created memories, you've created in many ways your personality through all of the things that you've been through. And so your experience, your wisdom is very much you. It's very much who you are and what you are. And it has a huge amount to do with our sense of self, with our ego, with the way that we are here in this world. And now just visualize yourself as this burning flame of wisdom, that the wisdom is changing, that you're always growing, and that you're constantly in movement, that the mind is constantly in movement, that you are this flame of wisdom, moving, action, heat, wisdom, experience. And in this place of your wisdom, in this experience of your wisdom, just hold that space by yourself as an individual and then look around you and see that there are other people to your left, to your right, in front of you, behind you, younger, older, ones that have crossed over, ones that died hundreds of years ago, ones that will be born in hundreds of years. Just see all of humanity around you, all of the different people of different lineages, of different backgrounds, of different religions, of different locations, all of these people, each their own individual flame and each of them standing in their own boots. Each of them are holding their space and holding their wisdom and experience. And it takes a lot for us. It would be almost impossible for us to understand even one of those single people to really walk in their boots. We can be uh, compassionate, we can be kind, we can be understanding. But in essence, we are a separate flame, a separate soul, and we have our own conditions, we have our own karma, we have our own boots. And it takes 
a lot for us to really understand someone else's circumstance, someone else's life. And it might be better for us just to really know that we can't entirely be in someone else's boots ever, but we can certainly try. We can certainly begin to approach that place. So as we're standing now in our own wisdom, let's just add to that flame of wisdom the understanding that every single human being on this planet is responsible for their own conditions, is responsible for their own words, their own life, their own state of being, their own mind. And we're talking here above and beyond the, the simple conditions of being a child and having parents looking after you. We're talking about the deep conditions of our soul. So when we are here together, there needs to be a very deep respect and a very, very deep understanding of this difference between all of us, of our difference of view, our diversity, our conditions, our karma. And as we nurture that respect for each other, as we nurture the understanding that we are absolute individuals, the compassion arises. The understanding of the difference allows for this compassion to really arise. And as it arises, there is a very gentle softening of all of the edges a softening of all of the harshness, of all of the polarity, as we come into a deep respect for each other. And as you stand around watching each person standing in their boots, feeling this deep respect arising, gently we open our hearts, Gently we open our eyes, we open our minds, we take a deep breath and we're here. Thank you everyone for uh, being with us this week. Enjoy the full moon and happy fall or spring equinox, happy turning of the wheel. Uh, may everyone know equilibrium and peace. Thanks everyone. Thanks Pam, love now. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of activespirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that, activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and Have a great week.